Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage, a map from 1923 showing a railway that no longer exists, a US serviceman's guide to Hong Kong from 1957, just some of the fascinating items that Jonathan Wattis has acquired at his gallery in Old Bailey Street. He's currently showing an exhibition of the mapping of Asia with antique maps from the 16th to the 20th century. But what I was interested in were the maps and city plans of Hong Kong, which cover 100 years to 1958. We have a, a cross-section of maps from, from the 100-year um, period. The earliest one is from 1857. It shows Hong Kong after uh, Belcher, who was the uh, naval officer, Sir Edward Belcher, who, who did a survey around Hong Kong Island in 1841, and that became a template for maps of the island uh, through till the 1960s when it was sort of taken over by aerial and satellite photography. But uh, so, so that's quite a good starting point in, in, in terms of the wall we have, um, and also its position in the Canton River is shown. And um, then, then the next map we have is, is in 1866, which is the first commercial city plan of Hong Kong. And um, I recently discovered that that was uh, actually drawn and printed in Hong Kong on indigenous paper by a Chinese artist engraver. So indigenous paper would be what? Well, it would be paper usually from a, a plant, so maybe from mulberry or a particular pith is another paper, a plant that paper was made from, but uh, the, the Chinese used different plants to make their own paper by hand. Mulberry, you'd have made that in Hong Kong or, or brought it in from the mainland? Probably from the mainland. I think all these things would have probably come, the paper itself would probably have come from the mainland. So round and round the mulberry bush was actually a load of printers. <laughs> Could well have been. <laughs> so this commercial uh, map of 1866, so this is 25 years after British colonisation of Hong Kong, um, so it does, does it start to show some of the buildings of Victoria? Yes, it does. Should we go and have a look? It's a, it's a plan of Victoria, Hong Kong, 1866. South is at the top and north is at the bottom of the map. So it's from the harbour looking south. And so you have a grid system of the main roads and they have letters which uh, go down to an index at the bottom of the map. So you can see the main roads like Queen's Road and Cane Road and Hollywood Road uh, are all um, indicated. And you can see quite clearly the colouring that's been used by hand on the map and, and major buildings are shown. So number 10 is the, um, the jail, which is next door, Victoria Jail, um, next door to where the gallery is here. So, so that's now, um, well, the former central police station and, and prison complex. That's exactly right. And so that was sort of one of the earliest buildings that was built when Hong Kong became a colony. Yeah, what was it? They, did they do... Um, I'm, I'm, I always uh, try and see the order here. There's the, there's the jail... St John's Cathedral, barracks, um, race course. 
It's a good, good question. Uh, well, next door, because I've been here a long time, so I'm quite interested in, in the complex, which is all being done up at the moment. So it's been shrouded, and eventually more and more is being revealed. But it will open, I believe, at the end of next year as a new complex. But um, when, when um, in the early 1840s, 1841, 42, when they started building, there was a retaining pen, fenced compound with one very small shed-like building, I think, within it. But quite small buildings were there. So from the very early days, 1841-42, there was a presence and a retaining pen for a, 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 a prison jail site. And I think they started building in concrete around about 1850. So the, in terms of the barracks, um, I think the uh, Murray barracks and um, headquarters house, Flagstaff House Museum of Tea now, I think that was built about 1845, so that may be in terms of concrete earlier than the building next door, but um, later in terms of its presence where it was. Um, and then the St. John's Cathedral was about 1848, 49, 50, this, this, this period when it was being built. So it's, yes, those, those are all the early ones. Yeah. So this is a proof from June 1923 for official use only. Uh, these, I, there are two maps here which I, I just recently acquired. I, I, I got a, a curious email from a lady in England and said she'd got these two maps of Hong Kong. Was I interested in them? And then they were sent the information to me and I ended up buying them. But uh, they are particularly um, specialised and they are part of Northeast New Territories. And this map we're looking at, which is a proof of June 1923, shows the area which is from Fanling, Taipo, Fanling, and then up to Chateau Kok. So you've got the Chateau Kok Railway indicated and also the, the border area almost from Chateau Kok to Sumjum. But there's nothing other than a grid north of the river and the frontier indicated, whereas south in great detail, Ordnance Survey map with... Uh, mountain ranges and hill ranges and uh, rivers are shown. But this is a proof map for official use only. And it's sheet eight of a series of nine maps of Hong Kong. Because it's a proof state and for official use only, it would be a rare map and uh, not, not generally available to the public. So I suspect that these came from somebody who was involved with either the railway or the road. The Shatokok Railway stopped running in 1928, and the reason for that given is that the road from Aoha to Shatokok was completed. And in this second map, which is 1929, it's really showing information. So Aoha was where? Aoha is basically midway between um, Fanling and, um, and Shatokok. So, it, so the, the it, train, right the Shatau Kok train would have run from where? From Fanling to Shatau oh, Kok, okay. um, a narrow gauge railway, and it was a rather a strange curiosity. I've seen one, one or two photographs of it, and it's one of those things where you actually sit on a bench looking outwards, and it's, you know, fresh air, you're out, you're out oh, there. It's a, it's a tiny, like a miniature railway. Uh, and there are, there are railway enthusiasts who try and find things on Shatokok, which is understandable, because it's quite charming. But, but, uh, but the actual rails and everything have been taken away. That I understand. I think there's one picture I've seen somewhere of one of the early uh, train stations that's still in existence near Shatokok, I think, sort of stone structure. But th this second map, you see, it shows both the new road beside the railway 
And, and a note at the bottom says, photograph from the air by the Royal Air Force, 1924-25. And that's the time when this road was completed. So I suspect it's something to do with someone who was involved with this road or the administration, this area, because the two maps came together. So it's quite interesting from a, an early border map and also from that railway aspect and also a new road which... Uh, people then started to go by road and the railway went into decline and they had to close it down through, due to lack of demand. Now we're moving forward to now the period of the Second World War. Yes, this is a map that I bought uh, about six months ago and it came from the US. It is Hong Kong and the New Territories and it was published at Fort Leavenworth in 1944 which was in a, a general staff school. So it was a military training school and they they have got copied um, a particular Hong Kong and New Territories map from the Ordnance Survey and printed it, and they've, they've put on top of it um, an imaginary defence uh, of Hong Kong and the New Territories. So what it indicates on it are... They look like envelopes, but they're basically rectangles with a cross, which are the Japanese battalions. Um, and the idea is that they would trying to retake Hong Kong from the land. And so th this was a, an exercise for, for trainee uh, officers with the idea, ultimately, they were going to be coming back to, to take Hong Kong uh, from the Japanese. So it's a theoretical map. Oh, yeah, but they needed to know where to go. They needed to know where to go. I mean, what is interesting is they have got these, like, figure of eight uh, notations on the map, one, two, three, four, and those represent... Um, Airfields. Well, at least two of them are up mountains, so they're, they're quite theoretical. Yes. We now move on to the 1950s, to a very different map. Yes, this, this is uh, an, a U.S. serviceman's guide. So U.S. Army come to Hong Kong to visit in, in the 50s, and they are given this Welcome to Hong Kong map, and there is a, a U.S. <laughs> sailor in a rickshaw being carried around in the summer of 1957. Um, and this is when... The American community of Hong Kong at Fenwick Pier, which only recently Fenwick Pier has been uh, closed down, but uh, there, were, there was a uh, U.S. naffy there until a few years ago, wasn't there? But uh, anyway, th this was when they arrived in Hong Kong, they'd be given this, and it's a city plan of Hong Kong um, with details and also of Kowloon, and it shows you places of interest, transportation, theatre guide, words of advice, words of warning. Like. Do not carry your money in your jumper pockets. <laughs> Do not entrust your money to others to change. Do not let your wallet show. Check the capacity of your electric razor. <laughs> it's also saying about transportation, and so mm -hmm. it gives a whole list. I mean, there's also a theatre guide, places of interest. A is American consulate. Uh, Blake Pier, lots of places that don't exist anymore. Uh, the Chizo no, the Chiro Club. The Catholic Club, um, they would... <laughs> I bet you they're... they're <laughs> opposite. Spent a lot of time there. Yeah, well, I bet they're the opposite ends of the spectrum. And yes. uh, police substation, post office and Queen's Pier, Tiger Balm Garden, which of course no longer exists, Victoria Barracks and the Union Jack Club. And then you've got transportation here and, uh, you know, rickshaws, 30 minutes for one Hong Kong dollar. You've also got water taxis, uh, otherwise known as Walla Wallas, and uh, it's, they would go from Fenwick Pier. So uh, and there would be like fair US 10 cents or 50 cents at Hong Kong per person. And then the map above is um, Victoria Harbour, and that is 
uh, was published in 1958. So it's a similar timeline to, to the touristy map, but this is a, a much more accurate um, published by uh, by the War Office, but it had been published by the Ordnance Survey map, uh, map, Mapping Office in uh, in Southampton, and um, it is Victoria Harbour. And what you've got there showing is. Uh, the new runway under construction in 1957. So although it's published in 58, it's showing 57. And, and all sorts of reclamation appear on it, including the central reclamation um, with the two new ferry piers, 1957. That's the Star Ferry Pier. So the new runway under construction at Kai Tak Airport. So if that was the new runway under construction, what was there for people to, for uh, planes to land on prior to that? Well, there, were, there was the old airfield, but very uh, short. So with the, the advent of new, new planes, new jet planes, they needed longer, longer runways to land. So, so this is the, the one that we can see mapped out here going out into Victoria Harbour would have been the one that we would have subsequently landed on um, up until 1998. Exactly. Exactly right, yes. And that's it being built. Oh, interesting. And, and also just to see... Uh, already, of course, I mean, we're now a century on from the first map uh, that we looked at. And, uh, you know, just to see the remarkable development, particularly along um, the front, so looking north uh, to the north side of um, the Hong Kong Island, of course, there's huge development going right along. Uh, although, of course, the density of it would have been, uh, most of it would have been, um, I would imagine, uh, buildings just going up to about six floors, what we're looking at there. Yeah, there wouldn't have been uh, many, many high-rises in, in the 50s because that's really the late 60s and early 70s where the really big high-rise comes in. I mean, there were a few from the 50s and 60s. But uh, what's also interesting is if you look at West Kowloon, um, that there really isn't any noticeable reclamation there out to Stonecutters. Stonecutters yeah, Island is way mm. out on its own yes. there. Um, and, then it on, and then through the harbour to Kellet Island, that's well out in the, uh, in the, in, in the, in the, in the ocean, in, in the harbour. So that, that, those major reclamations were, were to come um, in the next uh, 30, 40... Well, it's ongoing. Reclamation never stops in Hong Kong. My thanks to Jonathan Wattis of Wattis Fine Art. His 27th annual Mapping of Asia exhibition where you can see these Hong Kong maps is on show at his gallery in Old Bailey Street until October the 17th. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>